0: Good afternoon, one and all. It is uh, 12, right now, 12.06 on this sunny Monday. It's John DiPietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. <clears throat> it was quite a weekend. In some ways, well, I feel like there was no weekend because we were uh, at that North Kingstown meeting on Saturday. I want to say good afternoon to everybody that was there. It's not your imagination. That was uh, completely outrageous What was going on? That place needs to be dismantled. We're going to talk about that and also a lot more, excuse me, on this Monday in this portion of the program. Now, folks, it was chilly over the weekend. It is chilly, as we like to say, on this Monday. It's sunny out, but it's obviously cold out, which means the heating season is here. That's why you need to call Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Who is your oil provider? Henry Oil, give them a call today, 401-521-0200. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil. Fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery. Folks, make the switch. This winter season, for your home, for your business, I'm asking you to switch to Henry Oil, 401 401- 5210200 Rhode Island tradition since 1947 and online at henryoil.com. Well folks, a lot of people uh, good afternoon once again. A lot of people are buzzing about the website. Make sure you check out the website to petro.com which and we have a video from Saturday. We also have the story that I think uh, hopefully we'll get some kind of an answer from Governor McKee this week. I don't know. Uh, I have a feeling he's going to, the governor's going to have a rough week. But check out to Petro.com. We also have the PC riot that took place. And I'm going to touch on that the political correctness, how's it, how it helps. Folks, uh, it's all at petrocom Brought to you by Tableau, Tavolo, T A V O L O, Wine Bar Tuscan Grill. You're going to love it. Authentic, innovative Italian cuisine. Big city food ambience without the big city price tag. Three locations. Providence, right on Atwell's Avenue, on Federal Hill, Smithfield, and, the, right in, and also Warwick, right off of uh, right on Post Road across from the airport. Stop it and see them. You'll love them. It's delicious Italian food. If you're like me, I mean, I love Italian food. Uh, you're going to love it. Tavolo, T-A-V-O-L-O. There's a direct link at the website to Petro.com. So a couple different things. The number one. On the website, Petro.com. Now, I will talk about what happened on Saturday and the ongoing situation with that uh, in North Kingstown. But it's not your imagination. It's broken. But I did want to mention that I do have a story up. And um, I think this is one of those things that, folks, I, I just, um, I'm not getting the, I, Channel 12 is already hyping WPRI. Tim White, it was good to see him on on Saturday. He was there in North Kingstown. But they're already hyping that they have another investigative block beast, a blockbuster piece coming out tonight after five on Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. And make no mistake about it. He, the governor, he, he does not like Channel 12. Um, he blames them for his, his approval ratings have fallen. And more importantly, as we talked about last hour with Justin Katz, one of my favorite segments of the week, which is politics this week, But we talked about it's affected his um, Governor McKee's fundraising ability. So, as a matter of fact, in the third quarter, now I recognize a lot of people don't pay attention to this, but I guarantee you they do. But in the third quarter, which was August, September, October, Governor McKee, he saw his numbers in half, half of what he wanted to be. He may try to put on a good face, but I have heard from several people. They blame Channel 12 for this, claiming that it's these Channel 12 investigations that have hurt him. But some of the things that, that it also is not going to, and I have a story on it, but McKee public schedule, not so public. Now, you can read for yourself. Um, I, I Listen, I'm not saying you get the FBI to investigate this, but I just don't understand. And you'll see, Governor McKee posts, the governor will be here, and the press can go and cover and blah, blah, blah. And here's where he's going to be. But on Halloween, they posted, Governor McKee, no public events scheduled. Okay. No public events scheduled. So you were thinking, I mean, I was thinking, all right, it's Halloween. Uh, he's the governor of Rhode Island. He is a, listen, he's the governor. He, he gets a chance to rest like everyone else. Maybe he's going to sleep in, then go to Sunday mass and who knows? Maybe just, you know, kick around the house, whatever. But then we find out, although he had no public events Last Sunday morning at ten o'clock, he spoke in front of Teamsters Local 251 for their monthly meeting outside at ten o'clock. So he was the guest speaker. Um, so I get all right. Maybe the McKee people say, "Well, listen, we don't have to list fundraisers." I get that, but there's just something about that. Who else? There are. There are. Make no mistake about it. The Teamsters—they're a special interest group. That's what they are. Um, there's just something about that, that I, um, what other events is he going to and speaking at? He was there as the governor of Rhode Island. And as far as not public, right, I mean, it's not like he's going to a family member, you know, his cousin or some family member birthday party. I'm not saying that, but he's still in a parking lot in East Providence, I believe, addressing the local Teamsters at their monthly meeting as their guest speaker. So I just questioned what other, they're a a special interest group, and I'm just wondering what other uh, functions is he attending? By the way, as governor, right, this isn't like he didn't let us know he's going golfing. So I can see where the governor decides I'm going to take the day off and I'm going to go golf. All right, he He is the governor, but in that particular situation, he's just Dan McKee. Or he and his family want to go out to brunch. All right, he's the governor, but he's just having a personal. But this is, he's addressing them as the governor of Rhode Island. So I understand. I, I just, years ago, that would have been, I believe that would have been listed. Right? We're not talking about he needs to let us know everyone he meets in his office with. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying if he has Tuesday night, Governor McKee's going to a private residence and there's going to be a private fundraiser. All right. You don't want the media tagging along with that. I get that. But I think this is on the line. I do. I think because um, I think it opens up you know, the door To what other special interest groups is he speaking about? And as I've said, you know, if he's the guest speaker at, let's just say, you have all these cannabis growers, I think people would want to know that. I'm not saying that the you know the media has the right to go in. I'm not saying he doesn't have some kind of a private life, but I'm just wondering where this falls off from. You know, he has the very public event. I was there, right on Minton Avenue. They are in the drugstore, pharmacy, what have you, and the lieutenant, lieutenant governor is getting her flu shot. All right, so he's there for that. He's there for, you know, the shovel in the ground. They have the hard hat. But I, I just, you know, I wonder about something like that. So my point is, folks, you can see it on the website, depetro.com, And then I'm going to touch on right now the situation in North Kingstown. But again, folks, depetro.com, which is brought to you by Endzone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Monday Night Football tonight. Patriots College Basketball starts tomorrow. Uh, stop it and see them. Dana's got a great operation going there. Endzone Sports Pub. Karaoke Friday, Saturday nights. It's clean friendly family-owned place end zone sports pub and then on Sundays they have the NFL ticket as well so now as far as North Kingstown and you can't get much more you I don't think you can get any more broken than what you saw on Saturday which is this is and I want to I applaud those that went out I know that some people were saying there should have been more people there it all depends on how you want to look at it I always tend to focus on those that went or were there, as opposed to people who didn't go and weren't there. So, you know, not everyone goes to things like that. But there was a protest, if you missed it. It was, by the way, they, they are, I don't know them. I've spoken with a couple of them, This school committee in North Kingstown. Um, you know, uh, this is going to seem a little unfair. Probably one of the more pathetic groups I've ever encountered. Um. There's no profiles encouraged with that group. They don't even know how pathetic they are to hide behind closed doors. That superintendent, um, I, I'll tell you, you, you know, I don't know if he would have been able to do the naked fat test because if he had got undressed, I, I don't. I, I think the coach may have stopped it, realizing that the guy's got no male body parts. I mean, let me just say that about that superintendent. That guy should go. They have completely mishandled this. I want to be very clear. I'm not. I'm, I'm also. I'm not denying this is not a delicate situation. It's not an easy situation. But and there were people in North Kingstown that once they realized the test that the boys didn't have to be naked. I'm not going to talk about this for the full two hours. But um, their, their tune kind of changed. Um, I don't know what to make of the behavior. I believe there should be a more thorough investigation. I'll say this, though. I just don't. This is one of those things, uh, situations, I should say, where as much as some people don't and some people are saying, no, someone's got to come forward. I'm not so sure about that. I think if you were a young guy, 14, 15, 16, and you were in North Kingstown and that coach had you. You know, oh, you're not shy, then you won't have a problem taking your clothes off. And, you know, he's, listen, without getting too graphic, but he's between the kid's thighs. He's touching his groin. He's touching his scrotum. He's checking his buttocks. Um, A member of law enforcement that I spoke to believes most likely that there was all you need is one, one or two that doesn't. Uh, Who would maybe, probably being frozen deer in the headlights, allow the coach to maybe do something. That's all I'm saying. Now, no one has come forward. Let me just finish the point. I believe that's asking a lot. Let's just say in 2006, um, you know, somebody was 16 years old in 2006 and... They didn't know what to do, and they allowed the coach to do something. By the way, no, no, nothing like that has been alleged. But, again, I'm just going off what a member of law enforcement told me. So in 2016, they would have been 26. Now they're in their early to mid-30s. And the way it was described to me was if you're a guy and you're in your 30s, Who really wants to come forward and say when I was 14 years old, 15 years old, 16 years old, whatever it may be, I was a student at the school. He told me to strip down. He started doing fill in the blank. He started blanking me, that type of thing. Uh, I'm just not convinced that someone would want to come forward and and do that because they'd have to be public about it. And as I've been saying consistently, The horrible thing about this story is and why there are rules and procedures to avoid situations like this is because if someone did come forward and allege something like that, there's no way to prove it one way or the other, unless there was some kind of video evidence and I haven't heard of any. So the reason why these things are avoided is because exactly that. It's also, by the way, let me be very clear. It's certainly not fair to the coach. If someone were to make these allegations and there was nothing to it, then there's no way he can prove it didn't happen. You know, the coach touched me in a certain area or did something. Um, at this point, it becomes, as they would say, like a he said, he said. So the reason why is you want to avoid things. I want to repeat what I've said, which which is, is still hard to comprehend. Is that during this whole time, anyone, if you're listening right now on this Monday and you're coaching youth sports, you, you, I remember, I, I went to, I don't remember exactly where it was, but it was, um, I think one of the, you know, they have a coaches meeting, you have to go and they walk through uh, some of the things of here's how you should communicate. And they're very helpful, by the way, a lot of these workshops for coaches, they do a BCI check on you. And one of the things that they also want to stress is, you know, they also get to just hear me up for a moment. A lot of it is you, you can't. I'll give you an example. And these are youth sports, right? These are youth sports. So um, some of the stuff that I've attended, they'll tell the coaches if there's a child, let's just say you're coaching 10 or 12, whatever age, young kids. But if they're late. You shouldn't get mad at the child or discipline the child because they're dependent on a parent to get them to the practice of the game. So, you can't, you know, you don't want to do that. Uh and I've had situations like that when I've coached where you run into families that are divorced and the child spent the night at the father's home and the father didn't exactly know what time the practice of the game was. My point is you don't punish the child for being late. But one of the other things they always stress is you never want to put yourself in a position. And I've talked about this, but you are alone with the child. Um, it should it should it should never happen. Um, it's also different because at least the teams I played in, there really wasn't even like a locker room. The kids would show up in their clothes and sweatpants and sweatshirts and take them off. It was mostly basketball. There was also soccer, but that's outside. There's no locker room. But um But I can't even imagine, like, if I'm just trying to picture if I was in one of these workshops for men and women, mostly parents that want to be coaches, if someone had said, would it be acceptable if I was alone in a closet with a child and they were naked and I was doing a body fat test? I mean, it's just so beyond the pale. But North Kingstown, that school committee for them to actually think the best thing to do is to, we're gonna meet behind closed doors. We're gonna have a lawyer help us craft a statement. We're not gonna say a word. It is it is just completely gutless. At some point, those individuals are gonna have to face the people in the town. And folks, I also wanna point out to you, um, you know, this is the type of thing you should be questioning Is this possibly going on in another school where someone right now is listening to my voice or watching this? It's very possible. And this is, you know, I had countless parents on Saturday that were saying they would talk to their children and say, my God, just so we're clear, this should never go on. There was also a protester there whose picture was on the paper, I think she was on the news, she went to school with guys that used to talk about it. A lot of them didn't want to talk about it. A lot of them were ashamed. A lot of them would refuse to do it. And they felt that it affected their playing time. So, But I want to just circle back. I believe what you saw happen last Tuesday in Virginia, hear me out. That was people in power ignoring the parents. Ignoring parents over children with education. And I believe, folks, right now on this Monday, uh, you need to be, this Monday, November 8th, you need to be engaged. Wherever you can hear my voice or if you're watching, you need to be asking questions of what's going on in your child's schools, your grandchild children's school. And, by the way, you have the right to do that. You have the right. Right, with this thing really started exploding was during the pandemic when kids were at home and parents started hearing what was going on with some of these Zoom class classes that the kids were on. That's how this whole thing really started. Where people were hearing teachers, you know, walking through number one, some of the inappropriate books, uh, books that show boys in sex acts with grown men. And you have certain members of the school committees that were saying there's nothing wrong with that. That should be taught. If there are transgender children or young boys that choose to have sex with older men, you shouldn't exclude them. You should make them feel welcomed. We must teach this wrong. And parents said wrong. You know, the most pathetic one even more than that superintendent on Saturday to me was she's on the North Kingstown school committee. I would heard her name. I don't think I, I don't know her, but I, her name is Jen Lima. And she's actually, I'll tell you, you know, there's sometimes somebody is such a caricature and they're so pathetic and they're so cliche that they, they don't even realize it. They're like oblivious to it. And, She's actually standing there, and they're such idiots. They're outside wearing masks, even though I'm sure they're vaccinated. But there's a picture of it on the website, depetro.com. You know, she's actually standing there in a Black Lives Matter mask because she's so woke. And, of course, she's tight with Pork Boy, right, who's friendly with the coach, Who said, I would be laughing if a man, if I was a young guy and a guy wanted to have me naked. I would have been laughing about it. And all my friends. So, like, she's so pathetic. Black lives matter. You're so woke. You're so sensitive. Her name is Lima. I think Jen Lima. Yeah. Black lives matter. No. Why don't you remove that? Because under your watch with this school committee, children's lives don't matter. What 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 message is that, that this pathetic individual and then I learned she is friendly with pork boy and he has her on and they flirt with supposedly they talk back and forth, what have you. I have not heard that. I didn't know who she was. I don't follow that school people that that closely. But anyhow, you had young boys who felt pressured, who needed an adult And even when these gutless, spineless individuals like that superintendent, they learned in 2018 that this was going on. And what did they say? Going forward, you need to do these fat tests in the locker room and you got to have two adults present. They still never said you need a parental consent form. So they still violated it. And you know why they violated? Because in 2019, <clears throat> that teacher, that coach, because he was both, they won the state basketball championship. So don't tell me that in 2018, when they learned that York's friend, in uh, former coworker, was doing fat naked tests on boys getting them in a closet to strip down. No one will convince me the reason why they didn't flush that guy out in 2018 is they knew that he had a squad for 2019 that was loaded with talent and had a ready to have an explosive season, and they did. The boys on the team won the state basketball championship. And I believe the school and the, the superintendent, they kept, think how, how unimportant that is. They kept that guy in the position of power because that's what the eye on the prize was. But don't pretend, whatever her name is, don't pretend you care about black lives. You've already demonstrated you certainly don't care about children, that you would allow this, that you're hiding Black lives, but Black Lives Matter. You know, I'll say this about Providence: they flushed that superintendent out, and that guy was doing that at a gym in Warwick. Remember the the the, the, the foot foot toucher uh, rubber guy that was administrator in Providence. Is a name that I can't pronounce. A black dude who was at that edge fitness or edge footness right off bald hill road the old dick sporting good we would say hey those look like nice sneakers what kind of sneakers are those he'd stop a young guy take off his sneaker and start massaging his thigh and working his way down to the feet so that was the guy that got in trouble for florida supposedly he'd pop their toes or something but look at how um in providence they flushed out the superintendent harrison peters and that that Man wasn't even accused of doing anything in the Providence Schools. It was all because of a gym in Warwick that, you know, a health club that he was doing it at. In North Kingstown, these gutless wonders, they allow that guy to stay, and what was so pathetic. And I'm actually glad that Tim White was there, because channel 12 has done explosive work on the story. They have broken elements of the story. There's Tim White who is a respected journalist, who's there on a Saturday afternoon. Now, come on. Like, you've got to be able to know that gutless coward gets in the car, surrounded by police, and drives away. The guy, he is absent a backbone, period. And folks, again, we have the video. If you haven't seen it, it's on the website, depetro.com. And don't forget, dipetro.com, which is you by Senadale Revival, 2025 Smith Street, North Providence, Winner of several Rhode Island Monthly Awards, the Senadale Revival Comfort Food and Cocktails. Shane runs a great place. Stop in and see them. 2025 Smith Street, in North Providence. I will get to some of the sound, but I want to come back to um, folks. Right now, it's at 12:30. You know, and I'm glad uh, Justin and I talked about this a little bit last hour with our segment Politics this week. See, I think. And Ted Nesey hints at this, actually, in his Saturday posting of Nisi's notes. But see, the, the more that Biden falls, I think it's going to hurt Governor McKee. I think it is because he's a Biden Democrat. He's a Biden Democrat. Now, people can argue what type of Democrat that he is. Uh, but he's not a, I'll say he's not a Bernie Sanders, you know, total socialist progressive. He's not seemingly more of a moderate democrat he's also you know i'll I'll give him credit he's done some things with charter schools and uh, mayoral academy uh, certainly in cumberland and the teachers union i don't know how they feel about him i think they're a little neutralized by him uh because he basically gave the providence teachers what they want but uh, see i think governor mckee will be hurt the more that that the biden approval rating falls folks this portion of the john DePietro show this monday now listen. Over the course of the weekend, whatever it may be, if you have aches and pains or maybe you have problems sleeping, a lot of people have anxiety right now and stress with everything going on. I want you to pop in and see my friend Michael. CBD store Warwick. This is what I tried. He gave this to me. He said, Juan, try this. The Delta 8 gummies. Delta 8 gummies. Mixed fruit. And, folks, you take just a little bit. You don't even need the full one. Let me take it out and I can show everybody on Facebook Live. There's actually two of them stuck together. You just take one of these, not even the full thing, about half hour before you're going to go to sleep. And then, boom, you have a really peaceful, restful sleep. It's incredible. Stop in and see them. And then, Michael, also, uh, CBD store. You can find them on Facebook, 1845 Post Road Warwick, right across from Airport Plaza. I received an email from Monica. Who said, um, I was going by there and across from Airport Plaza, there's a store that says The CBD Store. Is that the one? Yes, that's the one. The CBD Store. 1845 Post Road War. You can also get hemp and CBD for your pet. It's natural. I've, I've told the story. I've given this to a little rummy, and it really helps his hind legs as he's an older dog. Folks, stop in and see them. And remember, mention that you are a listener of the program 25% off the CBD story. You can also find them on Facebook. All right. I will have some sound I'm going to get to, especially about the Biden stuff, because I believe that I think that is going to hurt him. I think that that is really going to hurt uh, President Biden. And as Justin Katz said, You know, folks, the more that Biden falls, there could be a path, there could be a path for, it's possible, for Republicans to make great gains next year in the election. Now, the last Republican, I'm not delusional, though, the last Republican to win statewide office in Rhode Island was Governor Don Kachiri in 2006. Folks, it's almost been 20 years. However, what happened in 2010? What happened in 2010? John Robitaille lost to Chafee by two points. Robitaille almost caught him. If that race had gone one more week, Robitaille could have been elected governor in 2010. So, but since then, as many of you know, since Cicilline went to Congress, they have been flooding illegals into especially C D one and especially Providence. In 2012, David Cicilline, Congressman Cicilline, with his pal, Speaker Gordon Fox, redistrict and gave Cicilline more of Providence, which he wanted. Took parts of Providence away from Langevin, gave more of it to Cicilline, and since then, folks, he doesn't care about the people in the first district. Cicilline doesn't care about the the voters, the workers. All he cares about is grabbing enough votes from the illegals in Providence. So it's a tall order, but I believe that in the primary things could start to explode with Secretary of State Nellie Gorbia, because she's completely counting on the voting list. So it is possible. But I want to get to some of the sounds. So folks, Biden now is at 38%. President Biden has a 38% approval rating. And where that's kind of frightening to me is, is just in Rhode Island, the fact that we are so um, geared up You know, Cicilline supports him. Governor McKee supports him. Sheldon Whitehouse supports him. The Biden approval rating has now plunged to 38 percent. And listen, that overseas trip took a lot out of him. Um, You know, he's staying low. They were able to get the infrastructure spending bill passed. But I don't think they're going to get this big ridiculous, uh, cradle-to-grave um, spending bill. I don't think they're going to be able to do it. The build back better. I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to be successful because, I, because what happened in Virginia and New Jersey, people are paying attention. But I want to go with some of the, um, the highlights. And by the way, so AOC is striking back at James Carville uh AOC James Carville last week by the way um he he was exactly right about the wokeness of the party now they never want to hear that and they certainly don't believe it but i believe it's true let's go to CNN's Dana Bash asking Democrat Senator Mark Warner Virginia and i love the fact this is even being asked are Democrats too woke.
1: I want you to listen to what Democratic strategist James Carville had to say about what he thinks went wrong for Democrats.
2: What wrong is just stupid wokeness. I mean, just defund the police, lunacy, just take Abraham Lincoln's name off of schools. I mean, that, people see that. And... It it, it, it it it's, it's just really a, have a suppressive effect all across the country. The Democrats, some of these people, that need to go to a woke detox center or something. Are Democrats
1: too
2: woke, Senator? Listen, I don't support defund the police. Matter of fact, I think you saw Democrats all around who were successful. The new mayor of New York, he's going to have on, has talked about investing additionally in our police forces. Are there ways that we need to make that policing? More community-based, absolutely. Um, The the notion of what happened in Virginia, where there is not a school in Virginia that teaches critical race theory.
0: That's Uh, true. Governor-elect
2: Governor Governor Yunkin stirred up the cultural pot there. That's true. Can I I just
1: stop you there for a second? Can I just stop you there for a second? That is true. That that it's not in the Virginia curriculum at all. But (laughs) do Democrats miss a chance to signal to? parents in particular that they understand their anxieties i've talked to democratic candidates and and others who say that they didn't really have a good answer to questions about children
0: you know they don't have a good answer and all they do is try to argue well critical race theory isn't being taught well the fact of the matter is listen whatever label they want to put it. See, they're parsing words. When they say it's not being taught, oh, well, we're we're definitely doing, you know, everything's non-gender. There's no little boy. There's no little girl. There's just individuals. Can't offend the transgender children, however many there are. Oh, no, we, we don't teach critical race theory. We just really go deep into slavery. We explain that if you are uh, a white child, there's a very good chance that your parents are racist, or your grandparents are racist. Uh, you know, we make the kids get up that are white and apologize. And what do they say? But we, we don't teach critical race. Listen, you, you can't have it both ways. Okay, you, you can't. They can pretend that they're not teaching it. So whatever phrase they want to use for that. But as much as they continue to try to pretend they're not teaching that, uh, the parents know differently. The parents know what the kids are being co- taught in the in the classroom. So the fact they can pretend all they want that it's not happening, and uh, that's that's not going on, and no, 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 they're not teaching critical race theory. I liked how she even said, you know, they don't have a good answer for this type of thing. As a matter of fact, they don't have an answer for it. They have no answer for it. But I, folks, I like and AOC has hit back at Carvel now on this whole thing. I like them fighting. And let them continue to tell the parents, no, no, that's that's not. No, they're they're not. All right, let's go to this week. George Stephanopoulos, Martha Raddatz uh, is the host. Now this is interesting. Republicans appear to have a containment strategy for Trump. They won't don't want to purge him from the party. And Governor Yunkin, you know, folks, this some Trump people may not like this, but if. If he can help with his endorsement, which he did, he definitely got his base fired up, but he didn't go to Virginia to campaign. That's not a bad thing because it's all about winning. Let's hear how, you know, if they can find a balance, that's not a bad thing in
1: the South again and again and again. And, and, And Glenn Young did manage to pull this off without alienating Trump voters. Glenn Youngkin did. Republicans right now appear to have a containment strategy for Trump, an uneasy containment strategy. They don't want to purge him from the party, and that should be noted. They're keeping him inside because they want his movement to come along. Donna called this a wake-up call. My question as a reporter is, to what end? Is this an alarm clock or a siren? Because Bob Woodward and I reported that House Majority Whip James Clyburn, he said beyond all the demographic changes and the voter changes, Democracy is on fire, Clyburn said. Republicans are on the march in all these states changing voter laws. And now you have an election in Virginia and New Jersey and elsewhere that's putting Democrats on the ropes. Are Democrats going to do what they did in 2020, which is to activate their core voters, voters of color, older voters, and get them out to the polls, not just on the Build Back Better agenda, but on core issues of democracy? That is a lingering question.
0: You know, they, they and again, that is... um Folks, they can say it all they want. But if that's the winning formula and President Trump has to realize that, you know, listen, if if it doesn't help the person running by him coming in, then don't you don't bring him in. Then you don't bring him in. Um, By the way, I also want to just take a moment and point out how great is it that despite everything that was said last year. Right in Providence between the riots and black black line, and the whole thing, D- despite all of that. And Alorza, despite the fact that the lieutenant governor, Sabina Matos agreed, she agreed with the principle of defund the police, that on Saturday, the Providence police force swore in and welcomed 50 new police officers to the streets. How tremendous is that? And you know what my answer is to those people, the Black Lives Matter crowd? Ha, ha, ha. I am so glad. You pathetic individuals, BLM and Antifa and the whole crowd. Yeah, you lost. You absolutely lost. 50 new cops. In the city of Providence. Do you hear that, BLM? 50 new police. They were screaming about Black Lives Matter. But instead, Providence now has 50 <laughs> new police officers <laughs> on the street. Sworn in on Saturday. So all the abolish the police, keep on the police. Blank the police. All of the rioting and the looting and throwing things at Providence Police and everything else. Kat Kerwin, Alorza, Sabina Matthaus, all the progressives. Antifa, Black Lives Matter. 50 new cops on the beat. So get used to it. The police won and you Uh, lost. Bunch of clowns, absolute, complete clowns. Folks, this part of the program, speaking of Providence Police, one of their big supporters is R.E. Coogan and Heating. Folks, call them today. It's Coogie, 401-732-6562, 401-732-6562, Coogan Heating. Hey, listen, and I know the last two weeks they have been out doing emergency work. People are suddenly saying, Oh my God, I'm freezing. Temperature drops so fast, and our heater is not working. Coogan Heating, 401 732 6562. 24 emergency service, gas boiler, oil boiler, and also hot water heater. It's Coogs. RE Coogan Heating. Look for them on Facebook, and then the uh, website is recoganheating.com. Plumbing, heating, Cooling. As Coog says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Let us into your home. Residential services, helpful, trustworthy, reliable. It's Coogs. It's R.E. Coogan Heating. Folks, good afternoon. It's Juan. It's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by Brood Awakening. Stop in and see them. I love Brood Awakenings. There's one near you, Johnston. Providence, 100 Westminster cranston pontiac avenue warwick bald hill road fresh ingredients they have the drive-through johnston and warwick cozy environment the food is delicious breakfast lunch late day brood awakenings and our friend david stop in and see them all right i want to get to though um i love aoc slams james carville for blaming stupid wokeness Term almost exclusively used by older people, AOC hits back, hit back at James Carville. Limits to try to mobilize a campaign, 100% moderate strategy without mobilizing the base, she said. The average audience for people seriously using the word woke, so she tell you all you need to know, are James Carville and Fox News, that's what she said. Carville tore into the stupid wokeness. For the Virginia race. They need woke detox. AOC blamed moderate Democrats for stinging losses, the Virginia governor race and the tight race in New Jersey. She said the centrists did not handle Republicans race baiting and acted like middle schoolers with their fighting over President Joe Biden. Moderate Democrats have believed the best way to respond to race baiting is say little or nothing, she wrote. We see how that demoralizes the base. Carville, who helped steer Bill Clinton to victory in 1992, aimed squarely at culture clashes over race, education, and police funding as the heart of the matter. What went wrong is just stupid wokeness. Don't just look at Virginia, New Jersey. Look at Long Island. Look at Buffalo. Look at Minneapolis, Seattle, Washington, he said. I mean, the defund the police lunacy. This take Abraham Lincoln's name off the schools. I mean, people see that. He said Terry McCullough, quote, got caught up in something national, blamed his loss, and blamed it for his loss. Uh, Carville is no stupid guy. Voters Minneapolis voted down an effort to replace the police department, a city where George Floyd was killed. <laughs> Carvel blasted of activists and progressives for hijacking the agenda and driving down turnout. Yunkin set a record of votes cast for a statewide candidate. It just really has a suppressive effect all across the country on Democrats. Some of these people need to go to woke detox centers or something. <laughs> Wearing a Louisiana State University sweatshirt, Tulane hat. They're expressing a language people just don't use. There's a backlash, frustration in that. We've got to change this, not be about changing dictionaries and changing laws. <laughs> ah... I love it, folks. Analysts still coming over the election results. Carvel was also referencing a push in San Francisco to rename schools and potentially take the names off Thomas Jefferson and Abraham Lincoln. The city backed down after public outcry. In Buffalo, the mayor appears to have prevailed through a writing campaign against a Democrat socialist who beat him in the primary. (laughs) I love him going after them. He is not wrong. Even Joe Manchin said, listen, we can't go too far left. You know, Carvel, though, folks, I, I don't care what they say. He knows exactly what he's talking about. He is exactly right with all of that. He is. He's exactly right. Here was uh, Carvel talking about AOC and the progressives and BLM and the law. we
2: got to get we got to get off of this. These people have got to understand they're not popular around the country. People don't like them. And they're voting because that's the only way that they can express themselves and how much they disagree with this and, and again I, I go back and it's not just virginia new jersey it's literally everywhere up to and including seattle and there's a real lesson here and it can be corrected but they got these people have to understand no one you're not popular people don't want to ride in the car with you they don't want to ride next to you in the subway you're, you're annoying people
0: i love that you're not popular people don't want to ride with you this was more of Carville, by the way. Uh,
3: what went wrong? Here we go. Looking at these results, uh, your party, uh, what went wrong?
2: What, what went wrong is just stupid wokeness. All right? just, don't <laughs> just look at Virginia and New Jersey. Look at Long Island. Look at Buffalo. Look at Minneapolis. Even look at Seattle, Washington. I mean, just defund the police. Lunacy to take Abraham Lincoln's name off of schools. I mean, that... People see that. And it's it's just really have a suppressive effect all across the country. The Democrats, some of these people need to go to a woke detox center or something. I mean, they're expressing a language that people just don't use.
0: I think it's great. I think it is great. I hope it continues. Um, Folks, again, good afternoon at 1251. Now, something to watch. Tim White and Channel 12, boy, they're really pushing that they have this investigative piece uh, coming up tonight on that controversy contract. So this could be another interesting week for Governor McKee, who I'm just, this is not going to help his fundraising. I think the governor, they're trying to kind of right the ship. He's trying to kind of get back in gear a little bit, uh, get past some of these strategies but I want to hear this is they're running a promo for this. Now granted it's November sweeps for local TV, but listen to this.
3: Target twelve investigators exclusive contract controversy. So Target Twelve has obtained hundreds of pages of documents, including emails from the highest offices in state government. And they shed new light on how the state of Rhode Island awarded a multi-million dollar contract to a brand new consulting firm. ILO Group was tasked with helping the state to reopen its schools. And State Representative Jason Knight and other members of the House Oversight Committee have have raised questions about how the company obtained that contract which has ties to a close confidant of Governor McKee.
0: It looks to be that the governor's staff in ways large and small over time said let's try to steer let's try to steer this business towards this ILO group for whatever their reasons are. And oh. I'm sure if you ask them they said we would think that's the best for the state. But it's not the right way to do it. Nope wow
3: Tonight, what those documents reveal about how the company obtained a contract worth up to $5.2 million. Don't miss this Trucker 12 investigation contract controversy that's tonight at 5 on 12 News. Now, folks,
0: again, uh, Governor McKee, they're very angry at Channel 12 for doing this piece. But I also want to remind people that the people behind this $5 million contract that Governor McKee was getting, big donors. Big donors. And that's not a level playing field. You know, even if, as I've said, uh, you're going to hire someone and you're listing right now and uh, you run a business, it depends. It's not like a small company. Most of the time in a corporation uh, or a larger company, I should say, you have to post the job. Uh, Someone could be a manager and they have an opening, and they want—they know exactly who they want to hire. But today, the way it is, is you have to post the job, you have to allow a couple people to interview, and then a lot of times people end up hiring exactly who they want to hire anyway. So that does go on. Now, in this particular situation, it sure seems as if the McKee people... They wanted to award this $5 million contract. And I see that um, Representative Mike Chippendale, an organization with so much expertise, it got a $5 million contract from the governor before they even had a website. What's the old adage about who you know versus what you know? Well, and what he's referring to is uh, Ted Nisi posted, I just noticed that the ILO group has launched its website. Prior to that, it was saying coming soon. Folks, there's nothing, I have no, I don't know the people involved with that. But it certainly doesn't seem to be the way that they're supposed to, um, that they're supposed to handle things within state government. Uh, Because as we've also talked about, there are situations where City of Providence was a big one, right? Where Operation Plunderdome they uh need they have money to award a lease and so they have someone who is supposedly willing to pay cash right bribes in order to get the lease so what they do is what you do is you you draw up the specs you go to the guy and say all right how big is your building and he says you know oh it's it's uh, 50,000 square feet, and we have, I don't know, you know, 100 parking spaces. Now, maybe you don't even need that much. Maybe you really only need 15,000 square feet or 20,000 or whatever it is, which is still a huge space. But anyhow, so what they do is they, they write up the specs for it, uh, must be 50,000 square feet and have 100 parking spaces, even though it's totally unnecessary. But what that does is it eliminates a lot of people from the competition, so um, and then you steer the contract that way. So I have not heard anyone alleging in this particular situation, and I don't even think it's the case that any type of money changed hands. But still, it doesn't make it right. And these guys, this, uh, the people involved with this organization are friendly with the governor, campaign donors. Uh, it still just doesn't seem they had the whole thing on the up and up. And it sounds like Channel 12, they are really going through these documents. Uh, the, the report they're putting out tonight on Governor McKee, the story, it doesn't sound like it's going to improve the situation. It sounds like the situation is going to get worse. Now, I want to be very clear. Uh, right As of right now, unless other media outlets also obtain the documents, Channel 12 requested a lot of these documents. The McKee people were brand new. It's my understanding that a lot of this was going on in March. Uh, maybe they thought this this is the right thing to do. Maybe they thought these are good people and we could really work with them. And therefore, we're going to kind of hold their hand a little bit, almost like training wheels to go through the process. But that that's just that's not the way that, that things are supposed to work. Now, I, I believe I haven't heard that. They, I have not heard that there were like 10 other people bidding for this. I I think there were like two companies. Now, that's not positive either. So, you know, and, and and what's also a problem here is a number of schools were unaware who this company was, who was supposedly, I'm not even, here's the real bottom line. I'm not convinced that this contract and hiring this ILO group, I, I haven't seen where it's actually even necessary. It sounds as though, Things were already in place to handle everything that they were going to handle. So if they were unnecessary and you didn't need to have them in the mix, then I have no idea why the McKee people were going through the motions on this thing anyway. So maybe they felt that it's federal funds and we might as well throw it to them and that'll get them started. Who listing right now, you wouldn't mind having a, a friend who goes from being really virtual not a lot of power, almost non-existent power, to suddenly holding all the power in the state. And they can throw you a $5 million contract. Nice to have friends like that. Uh, But what seems unclear and what I think could be very detrimental to Governor McKee is if we find out that they really didn't even need to have this company, that basically whatever they were, quote, being hired to do was already being done. So uh, I know that Governor McKee now last hour he had they are still like pushing the help and all these Afghan refugees. Um, I, I am hearing more and more. People are very concerned about a lot of the people that are being led into the state. Now, folks, next hour, more on, you know, the Biden administration is almost in free fall right now. Right now, it's 1259. Next hour is radio only. You can listen on the website to petro.com dot com and or. Uh, you can also listen am 1380 99.9 fm here's what we're going to do we're going to break for the one o'clock news we have another full hour to go on the show and i'll tell you more about what happened over the course of the weekend and what i think is going to happen this week as well so the power hour is next again radio only am 1380 99.9 fm you can listen online at the website, topetro.com We'll be back on the other side after the one o'clock news.
3: W-N-R- W-N-R-